Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is, wherever you are, and welcome to Help Sheffield Podcast. And once it goes out, this will be Help Sheffield Podcast number 15. Elf 2 currently hasn't posted uh, episode 14, so if you get them in the wrong order, that'll explain that. So today we've got me, Elf 1, and him, Elf 2. Hello. Hello, there he is. And then today we've been joined by Marcus. Hello, Marcus. Hello. Hello, Elf 2. An elf one. Hello. <laughs> and obviously we're doing this remotely due to the old COVID virus, so we're doing yes. this on Zoom again. So Marcus, um, I know you from previous interactions as the man who does Sheffield walking tours. Would you like to tell yes. us what the plan is with what you um, undertake? Well, the plan at the moment is to sit out the current uh, uh, pandemic and then hopefully uh, resume the city centre tours later in the year when you can uh, as soon as possible because there's no money coming in so, <laughs> so, it's so okay. disastrous <laughs> so, so prior, to, prior to covid um what you, you do is it five, do you do five days a week at Six the moment days? do five days a week uh, yeah. plus private tours coach tours school tours talks and lectures and specialist tours for universities and educational providers so it could be a very wide remit that the idea, the original idea was to do something to, to, to show Sheffield in an ultra positive light, to say, look, this is a great place to live, work and study, somewhere where we should be proud of, somewhere where we shouldn't think it was the, the poor relation to other cities, we should be up there at the front saying, look, we've got one of the best cities in the UK to live, work and study. Come and visit, it's got a lot going for it. And the idea was then to take people on the city centre tour, but then to take them to other parts of the city, you know, to show them the parks and gardens, to show them the urban landscape or the countryside. Because Sheffield sits on the Peak District, so what's happening at the moment is many tourists come, they float off to Chatsworth, or they float off to Bakewell, or out to Holt Valley, but they miss out the big chunk of Sheffield, which is, say, Bradfield, it's, say... Ecclesaw Woods, it's maybe Hunter's Bar, it could be over in the South Yorkshire region. We've got tremendous potential for tourism. So, when did you begin with the walking oh, tours? back in 2013. Okay, and what made you start it? What were you doing prior to that? Well, I worked for years in an office, but I wasn't, say, the best person with IT, and I think my skills were a bit long in the tooth, so I thought if I don't do something sensible and reposition myself I'll just end up treading water for the next 10 or 12 years so I thought it's a good opportunity to do something I believe in and have a go at something different and to sort of challenge myself to get on with something and take it from from nothing to try and develop the business okay so that's where what my starting point was and how, how long did that take you to get off the ground then uh, it took me a few years, actually. Um, just before COVID came in, with many small businesses, you don't start making any reasonable kind of return for a few years. Mm. One of the problems with people starting up businesses, they don't realize that initially it's quite challenging because you have to rely on, on the tax credits and things to try and get you going and enterprise allowance and things like that because it's very difficult to get yourself positioned in a way where people know about you. And it was 
it took quite a while to kind of establish the business and to get people interested in what was happening. And uh, I think last year it started to turn the corner and you could see repeat custom coming in from people like Sheffield University and Sheffield Hallam. Mm. And you could see the kind of sponsorship which needs to come in, needs to start channeling into the business because what I'm finding is in the city centre we've got tremendous potential. But it's getting, because of the nature of the city centre, because there's so few independents now in the city centre, it's getting the, the corporates to understand the importance of getting people to come into the city to shop and to visit the city. And at the moment, it, it was just building last year quite nicely with COVID coming in. Unfortunately, it's put, it's put a damper on corporate bookings and conferences. But the good news is, say, for, for instance, for Hallam's Hospitality Conference for this year, they're rescheduling it for next year, so they still want the work doing. Yeah. It's just that, for obvious reasons, I took the decision before the government brought in the distancing rules, I actually stopped the tours because I could see the damage that could be done if, I'd, if I kept doing the business uh, because I thought well, it would be socially irresponsible for me to go to work, even though there were no restrictions. I took the decision uh, to actually stop doing the tours till uh, it became clearer what was happening. And then when the social distancing came in, it, it, it verified what I was thinking was that you've got to be careful how you interact with people. And in the short term, it's not very good financially, but in the long term, morally, I thought it was more important to not be putting people at risk because I, I think for some time, we don't know whether these viral things have been about before this came off. So I, I thought well, it would be sensible just to pull the plug on the business just for the moment. Better safe than sorry. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it's, it's, when, sorry, Marcus. So when you say that the sort of, you felt like there was a tipping point last year, is that something that you changed, the city changed, or because you've been around for a long time? Was there a, a catalyst for that? I think it was. It was the feeling that uh, people were starting to come uh, with having the social media side of it and uh, having the website, you know, and the professional email address and all that side of it. With TripAdvisor getting up there in the rankings on TripAdvisor, um, it was becoming apparent that people were starting to come to Sheffield as a kind of destination. And I think it's the, the combination of the Industrial Heritage Museums, the World Snooker, football, which seems to be quite important to a lot of people, thinking about the football side of it with the football heritage um, and the actual positioning of the two football teams, the major football teams, uh, especially Sheffield United attaining premiership, was starting to have put the, the city back on the map. Yeah. Because I think regardless of the politics of football, having a Premier League side in the city is obviously a good thing from a media point of view. And I think the other thing which has changed Sheffield's dynamic in the last couple of years has been the increasing number of city centre-based hotels, uh, and a number of which are kind of affordable. So we're getting... What I'm finding people doing is they're doing last-minute city breaks and considering Sheffield on that basis. Um, what Sheffield now needs, I think, to do is to... It, it's already started with redeveloping the Castle Market and linking the Canal Basin through. Yeah. And it, and it's kind of a... I think there's a sea change in the 
way things are done. If you talk to politicians and people involved in the council, there's a, a, a genuine positivity towards uh, making sensible decisions. I mean, a few years ago, they replaced all the Christmas lights with LEDs. They, they've, they've spent a, a lot of money keeping the winter gardens in top quality condition. And it, everybody who comes to Sheffield tends to remark about how clean it is and how well run it is as a city. In and the centre. <laughs> yeah, you can see the centre. The centre's yeah. a bit they go, you see. So. Yeah, it's just, I, I also, as well as doing this Elm Sheffield thing, I um, do Sheffield litter pickers, and there's a lot of litter oh. to be picked. <laughs> yes, my life. <laughs> that, that tends to be one of the problem areas when you set up walks for customers outside the city centre. Yeah. I have to be very careful which what, what I consider would present the city in a good light because uh, there, there are some tourists who come looking for the negative and there is that sort of negative vibe some people come with. But a lot of people, have, a, if they have an open mind, you can convince them uh, of a very positive impression of Sheffield. And I think that's the way we should be pushing the city, that we should be saying that there's no reason not to visit Parkwood Springs. There's no reason not to visit Bradfield, Crooks, all those sorts of places. You've got Graves Park. You've got a tremendous spread of diversity in the city in terms of landscape. And it's, it's the most common, popular comment to get on Sheffield is how green it is and how, how lovely the parks are. And when you see that the efforts of the Park Service put in to the city and you go around, I'm, I mean, I've got, fortunately, when they, closed the tourist office. The Glenn who worked in the tourist office very kindly assisted me putting together many of the walks. And it has to be said, without Glenn's help, a lot of the walks I've put into availability of the programme wouldn't be on on the books. But I've I've been around so many different places in my own city that I've never been that you, you start to look at it as a whole. And I think that's its unique selling point as a city compared to some like Manchester and Birmingham and Leeds. Sheffield has got this tremendous green heart and I think it's generally a very friendly city as well and a lot of people have a, a bit of a downer on it to live here and you have to try and dispel that and sort of say go and live in Birmingham or Leeds or Manchester and you'll see the difference immediately when you step out of the station for instance we have this tremendous commitment to artwork and culture we have these uh, beautifully maintained parks. I mean, if you go over around the back of the Northern General, you've got Oscar Park, you've got Royal Woods, you've got the, the whole network of parks. If you go up Ecclesaw Woods, you've got all that network leading up to Totley. You've got a tremendous diversity in Richmond Park over the other side of the city. You know, I've got friends over that side of the city talk about going to see the foxes in the park. And you've got this wonderful variety for people who live here. And it, it's, it means if you take people on a walk in Sheffield, they're generally quite surprised. And I think it's a really strong point about the city. And I mean, the urban side as well, with Callum Island's upcoming area. We've done evening tours for steel companies. Um, and around there, I took people from the Advanced Engineering Centre around there at night. I've done Swedish Special Steels in Ecclesall. In fact, it was Enclave Park at night. Because we're also quite lucky because we've got some very good conference centres here. So as a city to do events in, it's a very good place to organise events. 
and conferences. And I think uh, one of the strong points is both universities uh, are very good at getting people to come to Sheffield. And I've been lucky enough to do international conferences for Holland for biomedical scientists, the EU Erasmus program. I've had stuff at University of Sheffield. I've had quite a few of their conferences. And it's really fascinating to meet this diverse range of people from all around the world who come here and they come back with very positive feedback on the city. And I think as a, as a city to live in, it's got a very strong kind of positives. I mean, I've got quite a bit of family who worked in the healthcare sector here. You know, and we, we should be justly proud of the kind of, during this time of crisis, of the people who work in the NHS because we've got, the legacy of our industrial past is we have these top quality hospitals maybe devoted to the problems of industrialization but in this post-industrial age they've, they've come into their own when we're dealing with crisis like we have at the moment so it it's a tremendous place i think to kind of work in and promote because unless you're absolutely determined to find something negative People do. Uh, <laughs> well, that's it, you know. I mean, the toilets in the academy and the floor in the academy will come into that category. Uh, it, it sometimes <laughs> baffles me as to how many people live in this city and then actually knock it down, uh, not physically. Yeah. I just can't get my head around that. Mark no. and to find the positives of the city. No. Do, you find, do you find the visitors that we have to the city, has that demographic changed over the time you've been doing the walks? I think it's quite strange. I think when we first started up, we worked quite close with Sheffield Council yeah. and recently with Sheffield Bid. There's been a big emphasis on pushing on the Chinese uh, tourist thing. And I did a big batch of work with Hallam on the tourism projects. Their, uh, their, their, they've got a program where they work with industry and they work with businesses and you get students working for you. Um, and I, I found that was interesting. The Chinese students who they're always saying bring in all this money don't actually engage in tourism. All they engage in is the alpaca farm at Mayfield and Chatsworth. Uh, <laughs> very specific. <laughs> and well, it's currently a very strange thing with China. Um, they, they, they tend to want uh, Chinese speaking guides and their okay. concept of tourism is very different. So what we find is to answer your question specifically, what we're finding is there's a couple of different types of tourists appearing now. There's a lot of European people and South American people and people like you and me who probably go off and explore when they've got the time and money to do so and like going to places not just on the beaten track of tourism. Yeah. It's a bit like going over to Germany and not going to Munich. It's a bit like going to Bremen or somewhere or Dusseldorf. Yeah. And when you get there, you think, what am I going to do? And then you have a really good holiday because it's not so touristy and the people are nice and you really enjoy it and you come back and you tell your like-minded friends or it's like going down to Doncaster airport and flying over to to Poznan or somewhere like that in Poland you'll have a fantastic holiday because Polish people are really lovely people and you'll have a fantastic holiday but you won't find many tourists there yeah and Sheffield is attracting that more adventurous type of tourist and then it attracts a lot of English people uh, who are looking for often a cheap break. And they've done Manchester, they've done Leeds. Well, not so much Leeds, because Leeds is Leeds, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Whatever that means. I, didn't, well, I, I thought dirty, but I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking it. 
You said it on a previous podcast. I have yes. said it on a previous podcast. Well, I do apologise for the, the Leeds people amongst you. So I know. <laughs> well, the only good thing in Leeds is that fantastic camera shop in the uh, in the arcade, which Howard runs with the vintage cameras. It's not a reason to visit, though, is it? <laughs> well, not really. I do it by mail order. <laughs> Lovely Same. guy, though. It's a super little business. It's after Vicky Sheffield, we missed that trick. That if you go to Leeds or Newcastle, you come across uh, specialist retailers from the independent sector in the city centre. Yeah, we do seem to have a, a lack of. Well, I'd love to see a sort of more gate acoustics back in the city centre and uh, a decent camera shop and get Harrison's to come into the city centre, you know, and people like that just to energise the city centre and, and not yeah. just be the usual corporate stuff. But it, it's that kind of tourist who's coming in. A lot of stopping in the Premier Inns and uh, the travel lodges. And actually, yeah. fortunately, they're not bad. Uh, I've never had, um, it's a really positive thing to say because there's no grace of favour here with this comment. I've never had a negative review on a city centre hotel. And all the time I've done this job, okay. I've never had anybody say really bad things about any of the hotels in the city centre. That's interesting. I've not stayed in many. I live no, here, I've, but... <laughs> I've not really dealt with many of them. I, I once took them all around on a hospitality Sheffield tour. Um, and it was interesting, the corporate ones, most of them, they don't really come from the city. The staff don't really know the city very well. So okay. they, if they're in Welcome to Yorkshire, what was happening, Welcome to Yorkshire, if you look at the literature they put in anywhere, if you look at the real ale trail for Yorkshire, there isn't a single pub at the last time I looked in the city centre. And considering the amount of beer I've probably drunk in the Red Line and the Drutland, yeah. Uh, I was quite surprised, you know, when we've got the Sheffield Tap, the top 10 Telegraph pub in the UK, we've got uh, Three Tons, we've got all the Callum Island contingent, the Shakespeare, loads of stuff like the Greystones, which is one of the top venues in the UK for live music. I couldn't understand why Welcome to Yorkshire was missing out all this stuff. And when you go in any venue in the city centre, if they're in that, that's one of the, the negatives. So it's a good job that helped Sheffield and all the inside out and all the all the magazines from the independent sector are there plugging the city because yeah. uh, without them we wouldn't be we wouldn't get that publicity. But something that, I like to do. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. I was just going to say something I like to do that I don't know if many people who actually live in Sheffield is treat your own city like you're a tourist. Yes. So I go. I like to go out and go. Oh, I've never been here. Which yes. is what I do when I'm on holiday. Just wander. Yeah. See where you end well, up. That's, that's the best way to do it. It generally involves pubs, I must admit. Mm, but, um, yeah. No reason not to. It's part of the culture, isn't it? I think I've like, on a foreign holiday. The highlight of my foreign holidays are generally sat outside a pub somewhere in the sun. Well, you have to <laughs> do that, don't you? I mean, that's, well, that's taken in the culture. If you, if you say, what's the culture of the UK... Even if you look at the front of the Lonely Planet, I think it is, the front yeah. cover, I don't know if it still is, it used to be um, a pub fireplace. Because yeah. that's what... Uh, that's true. Specifies, I, basically. I, I, I mean, I'm a bit upset at the moment because my mate's out in Bradwell, we were supposed to be going out to see him, and he's just told me the old bull's head's opened up at uh, Little Hucklow. So, of course, that's like the Valhalla of pubs to me, because it's been <laughs> shut for years, and I'm, I'm kind of 
in my mind's eye, I've got the barrel walking down to the Queen and walking down to the bull's head, walking down to the white heart in my head, and then finding a and b to sleep it off that night. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, Sounds like a good day out to me. Yes, it's the uh, post-COVID <laughs> therapy tool. I think post-COVID, I think if people in the city don't go out and appreciate what you've got on your doorstep now, then I don't think anyone to ever go into, are they? Well, that's the problem. I mean, when when I did some work the other year, I took a co- couple of coach parties into the uh, Aberdale Picture House. Yeah. And we did antiques quarter area. Okay. And a lot of people said to me, oh, I don't like that. It's a bit scruffy. And I thought, well, just start exploring it. Get down there and explore all them lovely little independent businesses in Sheffield who are trying really hard to do something different. Yeah. Look beyond the initial impression and, like I say, exploring all them little antique shops and pubs. And I mean, the Cremones are a fantastic pub. Uh, you know, and you think, oh, next to All Night Chemist, it'll be a bit, Ugh. But it's not. It's a great pub. It does great pizzas and it does really good beer. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's that kind of exploring like John Street going in Harlem Cafe and stuff like that. It's, if you don't explore your own city, you won't find all those little gems. I mean, I, I had a terrible tour in last year, last summer. I had to do the nurses from the children's hospital. Okay. And it was really hard work taking all these <laughs> nurses, <laughs> especially the ones who wanted to go in the gym bar on Hillsborough Corner. <laughs> you know, it was really hard on me. It was an interesting tour. That was an NHS uh, team build we did. There's a, a lovely guy called Dan Crawford of DC Outdoors. He does kayaking and paddleboarding and uh, things on the water down the canal basin. Okay. And we did a, a joint um, team build together. I'd met Dan uh, a couple of months before. I'd done this Essex stag party down to the canal basin. And I got a load of Essex men wearing flat caps and thinking they were in Yorkshire. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, yes, it was. They were wittering on about whippets. Yeah. And one had got a, a Jarvis Cocker wig on. <laughs> I'm sure they entertained themselves. Yeah, they, they, they did say that you've got to come and have a beer. So I thought, well, of course, that would be very rude not to. It would they? indeed. So... So I met Dan down there. That's where I met Dan. He was taking them paddleboarding. Sounds like a thing to do. I don't think I've ever seen anyone paddleboard on the canal. But well, I suppose if we check him out, it might make a good web uh, podcast for you because uh, Dan does. Uh, he's, he's the face on the side when you go down uh, Pinston Street. You know where they're doing the Heart of the City Two. Yeah, and they've got a a, a poster of uh, somebody on on the canal. Okay, he's doing the paddleboarding thing. Um, it was great because it showed two businesses could work together in the city. And yeah. we're both on the Outdoor City website. And we cooperated together. And we, we did this uh, corporate team build for St. John's Hospital with 90 people over three days. Okay. And Dan, he's kind of got an educational background. So he did the team building games. Yeah. And I did a walking tour of Hillsborough. And okay. everybody kind of laughed at me and said, what are you going to do at Hillsborough? Well, what are you going to do? What 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 possibly can you do a walking tour of Hillsborough? And I said, oh, we could certainly do oh, a walking tour. I love it. I think it's a brilliant bit of Sheffield. Yeah. Do you, did, do you tours tend to focus on history? You don't have a you have an ever changing remit. Does it depend on who's coming? 
your daily uh, clothes are presumably the same, and then you extra the ones. That... Uh, it, it will depend on what people want. Uh, if if they want the history, um, I'll tell you one thing I did for you, Free A. I did the cholera outbreak. Okay. And you, Free A, came to me and said, Will you do me a, a tour of the history of cholera in Sheffield? <laughs> You know, yeah, it's a, a good field. way to have a jolly end to your tour. The Masquerade of 402 people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that, that kind of facilitated a, can you do as a talk at Carbrook Hall? So okay. a couple of months ago, before this kicked off, we did, I did a talk in Starbucks in Carbrook Hall yeah. on the Civil War and the uh, history of the, the Bright family down at Carbrook. Okay. Uh, and then they're having another one later in the year, once this is out of the way. They're having uh, the Queen's Head down at Pond Street. Yeah. It's going to be very hard work, that sitting in the Queen's <laughs> Head. Uh, yes. What would you say has been, what's the sort of general highlight positives of you walking tours? I always imagine that, I think, showing off your own city, well, that's what I try to do via Twitter, is quite um, a thing. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, bring me great happiness, I think. If you need a sidekick ever. Um, one of the loveliest things you can do is take somebody round and to to get uh, some of the comments to get on... Uh, they're not particularly solicited, the comments on uh, TripAdvisor. One of the nicest things they ever did was uh, when it was a snooker a couple of years ago, there was uh, some lovely guys from County Court came and... Uh, he put on the he put on TripAdvisor. Marcus is well chill. <laughs> now, I had to ask somebody what happened. <laughs> Apparently, it was complimentary. So uh, <laughs> it was, kind of, but it was nice because I think um, it was kind of. Fine. I, I think uh, yes, I do talk about the history. But if it's when people are on the tour, if you could keep it personal, if somebody says. Do you know anything about Def Leppard or Jarvis Cocker or whatever it might be? Yeah. You could kind of tell them and personalize it so it can be like, yeah, I remember going to Lyceum when it was a rock venue and seeing Gary Moore and bits of Deep Purple there. Or I can say, yeah, that's uh, Sean Bean's star in Pavement. And clientele in terms of, you obviously get a lot of tourists coming to the city. Um, but what? how many people do you get that are, you know, probably moved here, been living here for a few years and then decide, actually, I, I bet there's loads in the city that, I don't know, I quite fancy going on some tours. Yeah, I think you do get that. I think you do get quite a few people uh, who are students here or the mums and dads come up or people who work here. And also when they get guests coming, they think they're trying to think of something to do. And they see the, the advertising's a bit tricky at the moment because got a banner up in the winter gardens but people see that and then they contact me or just turn up and i think because they like that turn up and go type of thing they're really fascinated because they don't know a lot about the city and a lot of local people come who don't know the history and i think because with me living here all my life and the family coming here from generations back it's kind of it's more authentic because I could talk about stuff that I remember from when I was growing up and you can personalize it and make it quite interesting and talk about stuff what they're interested in and also talk about it from not just a nostalgic point of view but like it relevant to them if they've come to live here they're not going to want to know about you 
like so, so much folklore, but they want to know about all the things going off, all the modern things going off. And it's like the, uh, you could sort of say, well, we've got the new food court coming in the city centre. We're going to have rooftop gardens. We're going to have things which will interest them. And I think yeah. the other thing, what we're looking at, I think it's the city as a whole. One of the things I find is that if you talk to people in the council, you talk to people in the business community, uh, most people are saying the same thing without being prompted. It's an amazingly positive because I don't know if you met Simon Ogden, who's been doing the Castlegate project. If you talk to Simon, he's an amazing guy. He does the uh, Megatron stuff and all that side of things. I've been um, meaning to go and see that the Megatron. Yeah, so, I, just look the picture. I've seen loads of pictures and it looks fascinating. Yeah, well, Dan, Dan, he'd, he'd, I think he's waterboarded for it or something. He told me uh, it's it's an amazing thing to do. Um, but seriously, contact Simon Ogden at the at the council who's doing the Castlegate project because Simon, a couple of years ago, he said, "Do you want to have a walk round just Castlegate?" And I spent a couple of hours with him, and he was like amazing character. He knows everything there is to do about that part of Sheffield. And one of the things we'd love to be able to do is expand the tours to cover the Fitzalan Square, Castlegate, that part of Sheffield, which has been kind of neglected over the years, and maybe expand the business into covering not just the core city centre. Wanted to say, just wanted to ask, sort of, what do you see as the future? What would help your business? Uh, uh, well, the business at the moment it's really hammered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> being just after, after that. By this. After that, I could do with some sponsorship now, um, because the biggest challenge I have is getting the message out there. Uh, it's kind of so expensive to run leaflets if you've not got somebody who will display your leaflets and put your posters up. Yeah. Sheffield Council has been really good. Sheffield Bid has been really helpful and they've helped with display material, putting it up. But it really needs the business community now to engage in old-fashioned sponsorship because whenever you go on holiday abroad, you get this vibe going on where businesses give discounts or they put sponsorship in. If you're going to seriously take people around the city centre and promote it, it's, it, it needs, the business, my business now needs some assistance because it's been hit so hard with COVID. Like many other self-employed people, yeah, it's very difficult and, you know, okay, I can survive. But if the business community will come in with some sponsorship to the business and help it out, and, and come on board and promote, help put posters up saying Sheffield City Walking Tours customers welcome here. Here's uh, maybe a voucher or something. A lot of the restaurants and the, the hotel side, maybe in the restaurant sector, the shops and things like that, we could develop Sheffield as a really go-to destination. Much like when you go abroad, you get a booklet, don't you, from the tourist office and it gives you discounts on things. Well, Come on a city tour. We'll show you where everything is. You walk past somewhere, say, discount to city tour customers. Customers notice that sort of thing. It creates a more professional image of the city. If you ever want to talk about what we could do with um, in terms of social media, then we can add that into our chat as well, Marcus. Yeah, Obviously, I'm quite keen on social media. Yeah, um, you're like me. I've, I've, I've got it, and I've been using, uh, using the social media quite strongly. 
uh, I think the the thing is, I think it's getting people to, you know, to to kind of um, how we push the city forward. Yeah, I think there needs to be a lot more collaboration. I think there's certain think elements so. of things get in there, but I do find that the collaboration between independents, like band, music promoters, there seems to be like 90 different music promoters. I don't think yes. can speak to anybody. Things like that. Just getting everybody to just try and work together. It's all bitty. It is bitty because uh, I think the only person who ever put any money into the business, apart from Sheffield Bid, uh, was was the, was Richard at Zuby's and and Zuby's is a brilliant little local business uh, with fair trade stuff and he actually paid for a batch of leaflets when I started up yeah and and I mean obviously I use Zuby's cafe a lot work wise but I suppose the thing I noticed was that he got the vision to think how that might help him yeah because I'm floating in and out yeah. of his cafe but. If you were to go to all the corporates around the area, none of them seem to be interested in the big picture. Well, they're all sort of their own entities, aren't they? And they just go, I yeah. mean, we just, we just happen to have a venue in this city. They don't think we are yes. part of this city, unfortunately. I think, well, sometimes. I, think, I think that's the same with the hotels and that side of it. it. I think there's potential with people like Stagecoach or even First Bus to possibly look at the big picture because obviously the way Sheffield's set up as a centre, one of its big selling points is you can easily get out of it into the countryside, into all the attractions. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's sort of saying, don't go as far as Bakewell, don't go as far as Chatsworth, go to Abbeydale Hamlet, go to Kellam Island, and then it means getting those guys to come out of the silo and say, why don't we open on Friday and Saturday? You know, the, the prime tourist days of the week when people rock up in Sheffield and say, well, it's short. What we're we going to do? Let's go on the bus to Chatsworth. Where, you know, where's it on a Friday and Saturday? Kellam Island Museum? Or? Yeah, Kellam Island and Abbeydale are often shut on those days. That's a little bit odd, isn't it? It's very odd. I've had it explained to me that they don't make any money or something, or they do weddings. But as a city, if we've got something like that, if you went to Germany, uh, I'm doing a gig for uh, the Solingen Scissor Museum. In oh, Germany, yeah. <laughs> I've got a brilliant gig. He's lovely. It's a lovely guy called Manfred coming over with, I think he's got 40 people coming over on two trips in September and October. Uh, and I, I met him last year on a, I didn't have a private tour. And we were over coffee and cake, we discussed this job. And he runs an industrial heritage museum in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and he comes to Sheffield to visit all the factories. But, <laughs> It's brilliant. Andy brings you, don't, you don't pick up on the fact that that is an element of tourism for anybody, do you? No. I, I was looking at um, something on Twitter the other week, and there was a woman who had come from somewhere in Lincolnshire on the train. And all she, well, I'll say all she was doing, because it's not exactly something I'd do, is finding all the brutalist buildings that we have and taking photographs oh, of them all. Yes. She's like, oh, there's got... load, loads of us come from yeah. all around the country to look at these buildings. I know, and we, okay. we, just look, we just look at them, don't we? Like that thing at the bottom of the moor, and you think, what the, what's that? Yeah. I mean, we're going past that all my life, thinking, can't we just knock it down? But no, <laughs> come and look at it. But now they've lit it up, and it looks like something from outer space. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It's a subspecial. Yeah. And I've um, got this job of going up to Hyde park hill flats in the year to show yeah. people that yeah that's what i mean there's all sorts of, you don't really know what floats people's boats do you 
Right, look, no. Marcus, um, I think we're going to have to sort of wind it to bring it to a halt. So um, have you got any final words that you'd like to um, regale me and Elf to with? Oh, well, Elf 1 and 2, thank you for your time today. Uh, I'll hopefully see you later in the year. Yep. Uh, we can have some amber nectar uh, yep. and hopefully be not sat in a self-isolating zone. No. Um, <laughs> and I think just to let everybody know that the walking tours are still here. We're not gone away. Um, oh. We're looking forward to coming back online uh, later in the year and uh, hopefully welcoming lots of people to what's left of the UK. And, uh, <laughs> um, just because we're obviously on Twitter as well as doing the podcast, could you just mention what your social media um, platforms are, Steve? Well, the platforms are the website, sheffieldtours.com. Yep. The email is marcus at sheffieldtours.com. Twitter Sheffield Tours. Instagram Sheffield Tours. Uh, LinkedIn Sheffield Tours. And uh, I'm trying to remember if there's another Facebook? one. Facebook? Facebook Sheffield Tours. Oh. Facebook's one of the new ones I've just set up. So it's okay. a bit, it's not something I've used too much, but I'm kind of, I'm not the best IT person, so uh, I do try and use it effectively. Yeah, uh, I didn't know you were on there. I'll have a look. Any uh, final words, L2? Um, no, I was I was thinking I might myself probably uh, take you up on uh, on a tour actually one day because I've only lived in Sheffield for eleven years, and most of my knowledge I've got has come from Elf One or Mrs Elf Two. Ah, well, Mrs Elf One. Elf 2 and Mr. Elf 1 know their stuff, you see. <laughs> well, yeah, there's certainly a lot that I've learned, but um, yeah, well, you, probably... you know, I'm sure there's loads of gems hidden around Sheffield. That, oh, yeah, um, well, like that, said, that's most it. people we've, don't know. Well, what we've been doing this since last September, what we've done is due to popular demand, we've started doing both cathedrals um, to try and put the older buildings into the indoor bits into the tour. So when it's a horrible day, there's no reason unless it's snowing or icy or driving rain that people can't go on a tour. Right. Thank you very much, Marcus. Thank um, you, L1 we'll, and 2. I'll book you in for the beverage when we were released. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the word is. Well, that's it. Confinement. I don't know what it is. Confinement. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, um, so that'll be podcast, Help Sheffield Podcast, episode number 15, and that will be published as soon as L2 gets his editing proverbial into gear. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, L2. Once he's, uh, once, once he's got some free time to do some editing. Oh, yeah. Which, surpri surprisingly, during this uh, current climate, you'd think there's plenty of that going around, but... Uh... Apparently not. Okay, thank you very much. Absolute thank pleasure. You, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for talking, Marcus, and we'll see you again soon when we find someone else to interview. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.